This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. The political sphere has a tendency to talk about this as though it's a game of risk and it's pawns on a board. What gets lost in it are the human faces. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back-to-back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent-pending 15-round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. So I was a little I was a little active when I was watching the primary stuff come in, right? And I'm pretty sure it was either an IRS stand. You all know what it, everybody knows the stand is, right? The Eminem song. It was either an IRS stand or literally like Lois Lerner or someone at the IRS writing from IRS offices. They were defending this whole thing. To this point, we're still in keeping with this tax bill. Thomas Massey tweeted out a, a, a picture of these cats, these students who were having a training exercise with the IRS, right? It's a very interesting thing. I put it, if you, get, if you sign up to the newsletter, which you should on Substack, you get this. And I had it up there. It was a very interesting thing. They weren't, he says, they weren't auditions for the next Police Academy sequel. It's an actual IRS recruiting program, which is true. They were potential recruits. And they were taken over the period of, you know, last couple of years, including during the time everybody was still kind of wearing masks. So recently. And the IRS went to, I think one of them, they were they were at one college, they were and they were look, talking to accounting students and they were having them go through these training exercises. And they that which when you go through a training exercise, that's called training. Some people think because they didn't have actual guns in their hands that it wasn't the same thing. These people are morons. So the co- collegiate IRS recruiting program, they had, it was for their criminal investigation division. The people defending this were like, the IRS just went into these colleges and was talking to these accounting students, and they were just trying to show them all the fun things they can do, you know, as, as part of the IRS. So what are those fun things, you might wonder, if you're not watching the simulcast of this radio program on the first YouTube or Facebook? Some of those fun things included putting on the IRS CID, which stands for Criminal Investigation Division, vest on and holding a dummy gun, a rubber gun, and pretending to draw down on people to shake them down in the Uncle Sam sanctioned extortion scheme. Guys, look how much fun it is to shoot at people who don't pay you your tribute. Yeah. Where's the lie? And I retweeted one of them, and you'll have to forgive my Portuguese. What in the teacuping hell was one of these? Fo- these people, like this one chick had like like three inch long nails, and she's like trying to hold. I'm oh man, no. But these were that they were like recruiting and running these people through, just showing them some of the things that they could do as members of the criminal investigation division. Now you audience will have these naysayers out there. Who will insist, but, 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 not every IRS agent carried a gun 
Well, no one said they did, Francis. But there is a criminal investigation division within the IRS that absolutely does carry guns. In fact, they get full auto. In fact, they get military equipment, all paid for by us. My money can buy some unelected bureaucrat who can barely grip a gun, a full auto, but my money, I can't go out and purchase the stuff I'm purchasing for them because the people who want me to purchase this for them won't let me purchase it for myself. Just understand that. <sighs> it, 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 was, it looked like a, I mean, it was bad. It doesn't, they, and someone's like, well, they've been doing this since 2017. Oh, so they've been drawn down on people as a f- way to show how much fun you can have in the IRS? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that doesn't seem like a smart defense. See, if you join the IRS, you could be part of CID and draw down, albeit horribly, on people who don't pay you tribute. Sound fun? Sign up today. Good grief. That's all part of this. Now, others are saying, well, but they're also increasing digital capability. A lot of the money is going towards that. Yeah, you're going to get hit hard the next time you try to sell something on eBay. Yeah, that's part of what that is. A lot of it's the digital sleuthing. They're going to be watching everybody's Venmo. They're going to be watching all your all's Ebays. They're going to be at your Facebook marketplaces. All of this. I have a girlfriend that sells purses, right? She, she gets a purse. This is her thing. It's like a dude with cars, right? Dudes, you got to understand. Chicks, broads look at purses the way you dudes look at cars. This is the way it is. Although some of us look at cars like you look at cars. But I have a girlfriend who does this. She does, and she makes money off of it. She holds a piece and she like watches stuff. It's like a whole science. And she sells it on Facebook Marketplace. She was spitting mad because she's going to be one of those people that gets hit by this stuff. Think about that. She's legit a stay-at-home mom. And she just sells, that's what she does. You know, she'll sell stuff online. Her husband's like, I cannot even believe that she makes this much money just reselling stuff. Like, she waits until it appreciates a little bit. Certain brands do that. It's a whole thing. If you can do that, more power to you. She's going to get hit by this. Imagine if you're just selling a lawnmower, selling a piece of equipment, selling a drum set, a guitar that's over $600. Imagine, you're going to get hit. Uncle Sam's going to be wanting a piece of that pie. It's what it's all about. That's So that's what the digital... Oh, and then if you still resist and you go back and forth long enough, then these Keystone cops, the CID, are going to be coming knocking on your door. That's not a lie. That's reality. That's how that works. As ransomware and other cyber attacks continue to sweep the nation, traditional antiviruses continue to fail as they cannot detect new malware and ransomware. And that's because they operate off a blacklist. And many of these antiviruses are made in the same foreign countries that the malware originates from. PCmatic is the only solution that is 100% made in America and uses proprietary whitelist technology to protect against all known and unknown cyber threats, including ransomware, malware, identity theft, and nation-state attacks. PCmatic protects homes and businesses of all sizes. PCmatic also makes your computers run faster by performing automated maintenance and system optimization. Protect your devices with an American-made cyber solution. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one entire year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Act now and receive $5 off your entire order of PCmatic protection by visiting PCmatic.com Dana. Again, to protect you and your family from ransomware, malware, and other cyber threats, visit PCmatic.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So, first up, 
Puerto Rico's governor on Tuesday announced a public-private partnership to overhaul the island's cruise ship docks as part of a $425 million project. $425 million project to boost the U.S. territory's tourism sector. That, because it is expensive. Those huge, the the ship docks, especially for the, the massive cruise ships that come in. So the governor said that they're looking to transform Puerto Rico into the Caribbean's main cruise ship destination. They are modernizing, repairing, and expanding nine docks in San Juan so that they can get larger vessels and more passengers. It actually makes sense. I mean, you get a lot of tourism that comes in there. It's a lot of revenue coming in. I mean, that actually that makes some sense to do that. Uh, America records. Oh, gosh, we're talking about the I'm going to come back to the monkey boxing. I'm not going to do that one. I do. I'm going to hit this one from Times Union, though. So uh, a man got in trouble because of a crudely drawn inspection sticker. And he got charged with felony forgery after state troopers said that they found the fake inspection sticker on a vehicle. So he pretended, I mean, I don't know of anybody that would think that this is real. It's like a post-it note that he legit taped to his car that made it, yeah. And they said, so he's getting charged with forgery on that. I mean, it literally was magic marker on a post-it. You can't even read it. And they said that's not the first time that it's happened. Are some of these people doing this as like jokes? I mean, you kind of have to wonder. I, I wouldn't recommend it because apparently you get charged with forgery. And in Washington State, if you want a license to sell pot, a drug conviction may help you. Apparently, they're getting fast tracked. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store. There's a new Adams family coming out. I don't actually. Th- I'm, it's not from what I understand. I don't think it's woke or anything like that. And I don't actually know. It's Tim Burton, so it, I'd be kind of surprised. He's just, how goth can I make something? And I don't know what I think of the casting yet. You can't get much better than Angelica Houston and Raul Julia. He, they were so amazing. And they had such great chemistry. So now they have Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay, I get it. Now here's where it's interesting. Luis Guzman is Gomez. I don't care about the kids. The kids can be almost anything. Now, here's my problem. Because as a, as a retired goth kid, here's my issue. I understand originally that in the comic, which predates the whole thing being on screen, that Gomez Adams was kind of, he wasn't the attractive one. He was kind of had some goofy teeth, right? His hair was weird. He had kind of googly eyes. He wasn't, you know, Morticia's job is to be hot. Be goth hot. That's all you do. That's your job, right? You, I mean, you wear a dress that has tentacles and you can't hardly walk in it because it looks good. Just look cute. That's a, your job. You know, Wednesday Adams, you're, you know, a, you know a, a cranky goth kid. That's it. Pugsley, you're inquisitive and also weird. That's just that everybody's got their role. Gomez is, you know, he's, he's savvy. He is like old money. He's, he kind of makes weird decisions and he's got, you know, his weirdness too. I don't know if I believe Guzman in this role, Kane. And I don't know what's up with the wig that he's in because it's finger curled and it's bothering me. Yeah, it is a little, I mean, for people who are the purists, they're, 
they're going to be okay with this? Because I don't think so. Not with that wig. Not with that know. wig he's got know. on. If you're watching the simulcast, okay he looks like he's wearing, he, he looks like a flapper. He's got a flapper's hairstyle where it's sleek. It's like stuck to your head at the crown and then it's yeah. finger curled all the way to your ear. That's not how yes. Gomez's hair was in the comic. Makes me laugh still. But um, I mean, the over, just the general relationship between the Angelica Houston character and, and uh, you know, Gomez is that he, you know, he's obviously batting out of his league. Like, she's clearly out of his league. And I think in this instance, you're, it's. But they love each other. And there's consistent. a serious, like, there was a serious, like, with, with Angelica Houston or Rod Julia, there was, a, there was good chemistry there. Is that going to be, because you have to have that. That ki- That's part of I the agree. show. That's the one thing that I, I can't see that, because I don't think Luis Guz- Guzman is a, like a sex symbol or, or can be considered in the, in a sort of, I don't know, like a relationship or Cause anything. Gomez knew how to deal with the, with the ladies as right. you know, with like Morticia. He was like Pepe Le Pew in a way. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, don't, I can't imagine Luis Guzman's character being that. I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I don't know what I think about it. I, if it's, I mean, Angelica Houston was f- fantastic. You know, Christina Ricci was a great Wednesday Adams. And I just, I just, Rod Julia was one of the best Gomez's I've ever seen. I mean, I can't see, I don't know. There's a trailer that's out. I'm going to, I haven't watched it yet, but it's, I mean, it's, it's coming out. I mean, it's going to be a live action coming of age comedy series and they unveiled the first teaser for it. So I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what I just I think. don't see. I need an unquote, escape, man. I need a goth escape, and it's almost spooky season. <laughs> I don't see "quote unquote" romance when I see Luis Guzman in the. You know what I mean? And mm. I think that's what has to happen between those two characters. Uh, he looks like Fester. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. He does. It's like Uncle Fester accidentally got in that role. I'm going to say what no one else will. It's true, though. You know it's true. Oh my gosh! It's his life mission. To make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. I'm trying to figure out how this works out in my head. So, an armless Florida man is accused of stabbing a tourist. And this is a story from local Channel 12. A homeless Florida man with no arms has been arrested for stabbing a tourist with scissors using his feet. Say police. Jonathan Dale Crenshaw, he's a homeless artist from South Beach, Florida. He was arrested yesterday, charged with aggravated battery after he allegedly stabbed Cesar Coronado, a visiting tourist from Chicago, according to NBC6 Miami. Now, Coronado was asking Crenshaw for directions when the man suddenly attacked him, stabbing him in the arm before fleeing on foot. Coronado... Coronado told NBC6 that he is not from here. This is not what I came for. I came for a for a vacation. He goes, I just said, do you know where this is? And as soon as I talked, the only thing he reacted was, he just cut me. That was a direct quote. Now, after being found near the scene by police, Crenshaw told officers, told officers he was lying down when a man came up to him and punched him in the head. Crenshaw said he pulled up the pair of scissors from his suitcase with his feet and stabbed the man twice to defend himself. Coronado goes, why would I go and attack somebody else? No, no, I wouldn't do that. It's like, how the hell did I get stabbed? Like, is it the right guy at that point? Because I can't believe with his legs someone could do that. That's his direct quote. Crenshaw is being held. 
on $7,500 bond. His mugshot, he's like, yeah, I did it. It's just, I, can I just say, I'm not, don't mistake me, I am not sanctioning crime. But, dude, that's, that's impressive. I mean, that means you got to, like, you know, I'm trying to, like, and then run. Being armed without arms is pretty impressive. You stab someone and still flee with your feet. Did he throw the scissors? Like, how does that work? I mean, I'm just interested in the choreography of it all. I know. How does that? I don't even know how that ends. Yeah. All right. So, um, (laughs) have it your way, but don't get crazy. So, a boyfriend was jailed after a felonious cheeseburger battery at Burger King. The smoking gun has the criminal complaint. James Hunt, 41 years old, and his girlfriend, girlfriend and cohabitant, they were arguing at a Burger King in Clearwater about, quote, the victim not eating her food. And the dispute turned violent. The 53-year-old woman began to leave the restaurant, and that's when Hunt threw a cheeseburger at her with such force that when the sandwich hit her at the back of the head, the woman fell over a curb onto the ground, police charge. Her chin and lip hit the pavement, resulting in an abrasion and a cut. Upon arriving at the Burger King, cops observed blood on her shirts and short and cheese on her shirt and in her hair. A Burger King worker told cops that before Hunt walked away from the restaurant, he struck the victim in the head while she was on the ground. He admitted to throwing the burger at her, but he denied hitting her when she was down. Police, Hunt also told police that he did not think the cheeseburger strike caused her to slip onto the curb and fall to the ground. So he's been charged with felony domestic batteries on jail, $15,000 bond. And uh, he's got a PO against him now. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. The political sphere has a tendency, and I know I'm, I'm guilty of this at times, to talk about this as though it's a game of risk. And it's yeah. pawns on a board, and it's a conversation about the strategic minutiae, um, or even the big picture, that what gets lost in it are the human faces. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.